You're listening to Sips of Sanity, your toolkit for emotional and intuitive intelligence, or what we like to call the dirty work. Let's do it. Well, good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Karen. We have a hot topic this week. We do. We do. And we have company. We have Winston. Yes, he's circling all around us right now. (laughs) So our topic is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Was this one that was requested? I can't yes, recall. We've had many patrons ask if we can talk about a good, healthy process for forgiveness or what actual forgiveness looks like. Because mm. uh, it's a very, well, as I mentioned, a very hot topic. Mm-hmm. So the very first thing we're going to do is we're going to start with a definition that I yanked off the internet. Okay. And it says forgiveness. Psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean forgetting, nor does it mean condoning or excusing offenses. Thoughts, Kelly? Yeah, I don't like it already. Yeah. There's some things I do like about it, you know, towards the end when they say that it does not mean that we forget and it does not mean that we condone or excuse. I think that's great and that's Mm -hmm. good good to know, as Karen would say. However, um, whether or not they deserve it, nope, highly disagree. And I wonder if this is an old definition that hasn't been taken down off the internet. And currently, some psychologists would say, oh my God, I have a better definition. I've got to send it to these ladies. Well, please do. I would say, you know, if if we can get in and kind of do some good, it's not really arguing because I think we're both on the very same page about what forgiveness should look like. Um, some people might say whether or not they forg- uh, whether or not the other person deserves it uh, might be okay in the event that you're doing the forgiveness for your own self mm. so that you can be free of the emotions. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that, in fact, is not forgiveness. That's moving on. And mm-hmm. that's great, but that's not the same as forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our five shows are going to cover different aspects of forgiveness And I think one of the first things you and I always want people to understand, especially if they haven't seen any of our work before, is that we're not trying to define it for them. We're not trying to tell them what to do. We're trying to offer them different options, including the idea that you don't need to forgive. Yeah. And that sometimes, especially when the other person isn't even asking for it, that it's in your best interest to move on and not to get stuck in trying to forgive. Yes, because one of the things that I actually really don't like about this very definition is that um, it's the releasing of feelings of resentments and vengeance. I don't believe that you can consciously make that decision and the feelings are just gone. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that is, to me, not how the body works. You're trying to make a decision about feelings with your brain And anyone who's fallen in love knows that's not how it works. (laughs) That's a good point. You don't, you don't, you're you're putting two organs together that don't do the same work. Mm -hmm. And I recognize the physical organ of the heart doesn't do the love part, but Mm -hmm. you get the point. Mm -hmm. And I think too many people get confused about what forgiveness is supposed to be because somebody else will tell them what it is. Mm -hmm. And it may not even be a healthy definition 
or a healthy process. So the first thing I want to say in this series of shows is you have to figure out what forgiveness is for yourself first, Mm -hmm. the definition of it and what that looks like, instead of what other people are going to say you should do. Yeah, because when a lot of people throw out that cliche of, oh, you you just need to let it go, that is very much what they're they're referring to in this definition here is make the conscious decision to just release the feelings. Mm. Even though your body is still gripping and holding on to the trauma that they've caused you to whatever degree it was. Mm. Personally, I think forgiveness works a whole lot more like Taylor Swift's song, I Forgot That You Existed, oh. where over a long right. period of time or a proportionate period of time given what occurred – one day it's just not there. You've done so much of your own living, so much of your own focus on yourself and the things that bring you happiness and joy and health, let's say, that the feeling just isn't there. It dissipates over time. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's lovely that it can be over time mm-hmm. instead of I'm supposed to get it done. And again, not the exact same thing as forgiveness. We're talking about the fact that the feelings dissipate, but that's not the act of forgiving. Mm -hmm. You can be less attached to what happened and the feelings aren't there, but you have not done forgiveness and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm I'm really enjoying um, the crappy childhood fairy. And Dr. Romani's channel, where and Dr. Les Carter, all of these different YouTube channels that are explaining that in their own way, in regards to childhood PTSD, in regards to narcissism, and all of these different things that people go through in life, where they're explaining you don't have to forgive somebody to be healthy, mm-hmm. you don't have to forgive somebody to move on. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's fantastic. Instead of the people saying, oh, you're hung up on it and you have to. Mm-hmm. No, no put, you don't to be healthy or to live your life in a, in a healthier way. Yeah, I put my vote in, in the column of what you just talked about. So the hurt person in this whole scenario here that needs to do the forgiving, so to speak, um, I think has to first of all start by just explaining or talking to somebody about what is upsetting them. And I think it's so important that the person they choose to do the listening is a good listener. Mm -hmm. And we did a whole series on active listening. If people are like, what's that? Because if if the listener is going to say, oh, um, well, I don't know about that. Like, um, they've always been nice to me. Then they are not a good listener. They are discounting what you're saying. They're being dismissive. And they're making it all about them. Mm -hmm. They're saying my experience with that person is more important than that person having hurt you. Mm -hmm. So they're going into their own little world and there's no empathy. They're not connecting to you. Mm -hmm. And now we're not saying that they have to sit there and say, yes, and that's a terrible person. We're saying they have to shut up about their own stuff. And if they're a good listener, they're going to be there to hear your story. They're going to be there to validate your feelings. And that's the job. Mm. I, you're bringing up a point that the person needs to be heard about their hurt. Mm-hmm. And I will say too that there are some scenarios where you don't have to discuss what happened with another person to mm. acknowledge your own feelings. And I think both are good things to know so that no matter where you're at or what you're going through, that you don't think 
you have to have the feeling validated by another to know that the hurt was real. Okay. I'm going to go, I, I agree. I'm going to go to another step yeah. in that saying that if it's a narcissist that has hurt you, then chances are it would serve you well to find that person who could listen to you because you're already feeling invalidated because you've been in a narcissistic relationship. And we're going to cover that in more detail in another show. Yeah. But we wanted this first one to be very accessible to the people who are listening in the public because not everyone will join us for the series on Patreon. Um, so we'll just keep talking about the general, not rules, but general good process for forgiveness. So I suppose if we're summarizing those two different scenarios, the point is the first step is to acknowledge the pain, acknowledge the hurt or the wound. Mm -hmm. The second step, if appropriate, because you did bring up the situation of the narcissist, if appropriate, it is to reach out to the person who did the injuring to say to them or to have a conversation that what they did, said, didn't do, didn't say, hurt. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're really actually confronting the person who caused the harm mm -hmm. so that there can be hopefully a good, healthy conversation to come to a place of understanding. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't mean forgiveness happens right away. Mm -hmm. It's just a step to bring the other person into it so they have awareness that the hurt exists. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hopefully then the injuring person takes some ownership here and says that they know what they did, that they give you the acknowledgement of that. Yeah, that is the next step. That is, I'll say, step three, I guess, if we're talking about it in, the, in this way, where you as the hurt person are waiting for them to take the ownership. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is the hardest part about forgiveness is that we don't have control over this step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that person, hopefully when they can acknowledge it, they're going to feel some regret some remorse over it because they care about you. And, and express it. Right. It's one thing to feel it. It's a whole other thing to actually express it. Mm -hmm. And it's important to the person who's injured to know that the other person regrets and re has feelings of remorse because it says, I care about you. Mm -hmm. If they don't have any regret or remorse, they're basically showing you there's no connection there. Mm -hmm. And what you're hoping as the injured person is that, you really do have a connection to this person. They're going to show you in those next few moments if you're right or not. Mm -hmm. And I think there's your anxiety. Your anxiety could come in if you see that they actually don't. Yeah. And now you have to sit there and go, holy shit. Yep. Or, or they refuse to, right? Because there are some who just straight up will not feel the regret or remorse, will mm -hmm. not want to see it from your perspective. And they're saying flat out, there's no connection. I'm not going to make one. There's also the individuals who don't have the emotional maturity to healthily express what they're feeling or mm -hmm. even healthily feel what they're feeling, if we're going to say it. Yeah. Because if I'm, if I'm not emotionally mature, if I haven't grown up or had that access to someone who's going to make me feel emotionally safe, then I may actually feel regret and remorse, but feel so buried by my own shame and embarrassment of mm -hmm. thinking I'm an actually bad person mm -hmm. that I jump from the discomfort of the shame right into my defensiveness, my anger, my attack mode, when in fact I do feel anger, I do feel regret and remorse. There's just dominating emotions that don't allow me to access it. And then that person who's hoping to go through the forgiveness process can't. 
That's right. And hopefully, hopefully the injured person will know the other person well enough to know if they can or cannot do that for them. I say hopefully, because I know sometimes it's not possible. I know sometimes you keep going into hope that they're going to be that person for you. And this can then present a pattern. Yeah. And I think this could be a very lengthy conversation because for anyone who's listening, uh, you know, if you're a people pleaser and you think, well, I do know this person who's injured me well enough to know that they certainly feel remorse or regret. They just can't show it. They're just embarrassed. I'll do the forgiving anyway. You're Mm -hmm. jumping through a process. You're doing their work for them, which Mm -hmm. means you didn't get what you needed. And Mm -hmm. this isn't forgiveness. So it's not for you to be triggered into your people pleasing, Mm -hmm. which we will talk about in another show. Um, It's to be able to just bear witness to what that person is capable of and willing to do. And this, I'm just going to say what you've said, one little piece. The injured person needs patience. When Kelly's talking, when you're talking all about that process, Kelly, their anxiety is going to get spiked, right? Because they want something mm-hmm. from the other person. And now if you aren't going to receive it, that could that could trigger your own, ah, I, I'm not being loved. Mm-hmm. Ah, and, and just going into your own fears and, your, and I'm saying, ah, because it's really angst, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, and this is where we're saying, take a breath. This is going to pass. You're going to, your breath is going to come. It's going to come and you can sit in it. So when you say that the injured person needs patience, mm-hmm. you're referring to the patience for themselves. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm God. making yes, that distinction. You. Yeah. Because I think, again, a people-pleasing person will sit there and go, yes, I'm patient for that person who has done the hurting. They must be hurting too. <gasps> I like And we flip did. it. Again, we try and do their work for them. So your patience is for yourself in the discomfort of the feelings that you don't want to have. Thanks for clarifying. Mm -hmm. I meant it that way, but I'm so glad that you actually went right out and made sure they understand it clearly. Yeah, because you're good at this process. And I think for for those who are walking through it, maybe for the first time in their life or hearing this for the first time in their life, we can't assume anything. So now we can move into the next part of this conversation that the two of you are trying to have in a healthier way, hopefully, in that you're going to express to each other now how the situation has helped each of you grow and how you're able to connect to each other. Okay, so I'm going to use some different terms because I think people, again, may not know what that means. Um, And what we're actually talking about is how do you plan to move forward in your relationship and do better? Make sure this doesn't happen again. Be more aware of what the person's needs are and how you did not contribute to those by hurting them. Well, that's a, that's great. You're talking about making a plan. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's a really thing, a really important thing. Pardon me for people to understand is that there has to be an action plan. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to carry out or conduct yourself in a better way moving forward, both of you, the person who did the injuring and the person who was hurt, that so that you're communicating and staying in contact. That's how healthy connections are created and can continue. Oh my goodness. It's so complicated. Yeah. And, and, there, and, and I know people are going to listen to it and go, but what about this? And they're going to have their own scenario in their head with that one particular person that they're stuck with. 
in uh, oh, pardon me, <laughs> that they're stuck, not sure if forgiveness has occurred, not sure if it is it is due. <laughs> and we have four more shows. Yeah. So those four more shows are going to go into more specific things about different types of situations and the idea or the concept and the process of forgiving. Yeah. Specifically, we're going to be discussing in more detail uh, people pleasers when it comes to forgiveness. Mm -hmm. We're going to be discussing, as you mentioned, uh, narcissists Mm -hmm. and the process of forgiveness. We're going to touch on a couple more things, including... um, your society uh, and your systems, let's say, as well as forgiving yourself. Mm. So if people would like to follow the series, they can uh, they can join us over on Patreon and, and learn. And that's what we're here for. It's to learn, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Sips of Sanity. Catch the full monthly series on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo.